So, Amber, we've covered mythology several times on the podcast, and usually when we do, mm-hmm. I come back mm-hmm. to the Neil Gaiman quote about how the enduring power is their malleability, the ability to shift and adjust to modern times. Persephone of old mm-hmm. is not necessarily mm-hmm. Persephone that exists in Lore Olympus, and someone much smarter than me once said that comic books are American mythology, right? So, you think you've read the best Spider-Man run of all time, but then the next writer can recontextualize everything you thought you knew about the character, redefine and shape a universe by themselves. It's why they're allowed to exist in perpetuity for forever. And DC, despite the fact that the DCEU is flaming hot garbage, most of those movies suck, is way better at that than Marvel. Doom Patrol doesn't feel like the CW-verse, the CW-verse doesn't feel like the Batman, the Batman doesn't feel like the Joker. In a way that Marvel, despite having better movies, the MCU's great, it all feels the same. The TV shows all feel like the movies, and the movies are the only feel you're allowed to have. And there's nothing this conversation has to do with a picture of Star Wars. Nothing at all. What would it have to do with Star Wars? God damn it. Nothing, right? No problem there. Nothing! No, I can't imagine anything. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, he said he was going to have a strong opener and he and he was right, but now I'm sad about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're right. Um, welcome, everyone, to original podcast, Do Not Steal. Intro music here. That's not where the intro music goes. My name is Amber Autumn. She, her. My name's Prince Devin, spelled differently than it normally is because this month we're in Star Wars! Shit, you're right. I should have come up with like a... Ams Autumna, you know? Like, that's a Star Wars name. I came over that fast. I'm actually really proud of myself on that one. Good. That's such a side quest. <laughs> you just, you just fucking come up with like a one syllable first name that's almost a word, and then like a three syllable last name, just like to give it that rhythm, you know? Ams Autumna, that's me. Or J A Y. And it always has been. And Jason. Right. <laughs> Jason. Uh, that was a heavy, heavy rain reference for you in 2022. Sorry, everybody. Original Podcast Do Not Steal is a weekly podcast in which every week Devin and I take some sort of franchise and then we make an original character in that franchise. Only this month, things are a little bit different because uh, this month, instead, we're taking the same franchise and making another OC over and over again for four consecutive weeks because it's May and may the Star Wars month be with you. Am I right? Am I right, Devin? Am I right, thing. Devin? I love it. Say the other thing. <laughs> Who has a bad feeling about this? Oh, shit. We are going to have to... Okay, I'm going to drop that one organically into the podcast as it happens. You're not getting that one early. That one's going to come at some point when you say something horrible and I get a bad feeling about something. <laughs> and it's going to happen once a week for the whole time. I'll ever get tired of it. I, I still... We can talk about the quality of Star Wars as it currently exists. I still get happy when someone says I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, totally. For sure. I mean, so, okay. So, we're doing this for Star Wars because, A, Star Wars is, like, the biggest, most fucking monolithic franchise in the entire fucking world. And we absolutely, positively can easily get months worth of content out of making Star Wars characters in, in various facets, various eras, various locations different parts of the star wars universe 
But also, um, I think it's it's fair to say that for both of us, Star Wars has like a lot of emotional significance for both of us. I would certainly say that for me, Star Wars is the single most meaningful franchise, period. That's the end of the sentence. I would say that, that no other franchise has shaped my life in quite the way that Star Wars has. And that shit fucking matters. I think you and I, and I think you're like in a similar space on Star Wars. I think that you have a, a lot of experience with Star Wars, and I think that between the two of us, we can... It made sense to me to do a full month of it. I like it. I think it was your idea originally, but it's a good idea, and we are absolutely going to fill it out. Um, yeah. Do you want to say... Yeah. Yeah, it was my idea. I was just going to say, before I had friends, I had New Jedi <laughs> Academy. <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars means more to me than most franchises. <laughs> Since we're doing a Star Wars month, today's your episode. Would you like to introduce the people into the specific topic, or do you want to riff a little more about our history with Star Wars? Where would you? Like I would. To I would. We have a whole month ahead of us. I would love to set a little bit of backdrop for Star Wars for us because we do sort of have a special, a special relationship with Star Wars, right? Between the two of us, we have talked a lot uh, on this podcast before about having played like a lot of tabletop role-playing games together in high school because it was a major part of our relationship and in in the early years when we saw each other every single day instead of just um, every couple weeks for our podcast and we had a star wars campaign that we ran it was of course in three episodes that i was the gm for and devin was you know one of the players but like arguably the one with if not the most like narrative agency the one who like positioned himself into being the main character definitely top two and so we've done a lot of like star wars oc stuff before and that's gonna come up and basically i wanted to at least like say that you know yeah it's i've been making characters in the star wars setting for as long as i've had an imagination and mm -hmm. those ones specifically, both Fi, my character, and all of the other ones our friends made, have trumped all of those other ones from my past to become a point where I have trouble separating them from what is and is not canon in Star Wars. <laughs> it was a wonderful campaign. And it really was. What a great campaign. <laughs> Just to blow smoke Not to up eat my own ass. ass here or anything. <laughs> Do we talk about the campaign or just what it means to us emotionally so we don't just keep going, God, what a good time we had. No, I, I, I don't think we need to like go into detail on the campaign. Um, I just want to like bring up that it's there and if we ever say names like Fi and Ultio and you're like, who the fuck is that? That's who we're talking about. I also want to mention, so like Star Wars is like a massive multimedia property, right? That like spans like a huge expanded universe. And of course, everyone listening to this has seen all of the movies. One has to assume. Kevin and I have also like, like we are going to be talking expanded universe stuff here. And I, I'm not just talking The Mandalorian, which I haven't seen, but I assume that Devin has. Like we've played KOTOR, you know? Like I fucking, I read the Star Wars zombie books back when those were canon. That's where, that's where God. we are here. That's where, Oh, Death I read Troopers. both of them. There are two of them <laughs> and I read both of them. I looked at the cover for the first one and I said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it was, they weren't good. But I was in high school, and I didn't need it to be good, because I didn't have any fucking taste. 
<laughs> yeah, so now we get to talk about old EU and new EU. I'll save my rant for one versus the other for my episode, but that is just to tell you guys there's a whole universe of Star Wars in books, comics, video games, audio plays, cartoons, both canon and not canon, and when you separate those two things, all of the old EU that used to be canon before Disney made the movies is now Legends. All of the new canon that I'm not as familiar with is just the new canon. I'm gonna try really, really hard to, to keep this accessible to people. And it's not going to totally work, and we're all going to be okay with that. You're going to accept that we're a couple of nerds, and sometimes you're going to hear us say shit, and you're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? It's, you stumble, uh, you find a new gaming channel, and they do a funny video about a shitty Lord of the Rings game, and then you see a Bionicle video, and you click on that, and they start talking, and you just go, what the, what the, what, what the fuck? What? Exactly, that's us. We make Bionicle videos, famously. <laughs> So, there's a lot of space that you can go in the Star Wars universe. Today, uh, we are going to be kicking off Star Wars Month by making a comic relief sidekick droid. We're starting things light, but like one of the most foundational archetypes in Star Wars, right? Like, we talk about the scoundrels, and we talk about the Jedi and the Sith, um, but every movie has to have just a little robot guy running around. You know, your R2s and your 3PO's, obviously, and your BB-8s and whatever the fucking one that they introduced in episode fucking 9 is. And then the, you know, the one in, in the video game that I am blanking on right now, but everybody knows and loves. You can't remember HK-47? Oh, obviously- no, I'm not talking HK-47, I'm talking, um, no, the- the- what the- what's the fucking name of the- the video game with the redhead oh, guy? Oh, the- the Cody Culkin motherfucker, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. The- 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 the droid in Fallen Order. I didn't play Fallen Order, I don't play video games. She lied lyingly. But everybody's gotta have a have a funny little fucking droid to uh, cause mischief and act like a cat and or dog and or tiny angry man who doesn't want any of your shit. And so today we are gonna be making one of those. How do we do that? How do we make a character? What's exciting to us about the tiny little droids that is in Star Wars? So this is a conversation I had not too long ago, but one of my favorite things in Star Wars is how goddamn silly it is because you're these droids and you'll be like i'm gonna wear a cape and it's like why are you wearing a cape <laughs> are you fucking cold my favorite is when you get a bounty hunting droid who's doing a western pastiche right he's supposed to look like clint eastwood in the good the bad and the ugly and he's got a fucking poncho on and i'm like you don't feel the rain <laughs> you silly little man but yeah droids are interesting because there's always this ethical question that we don't ever super really talk about and it's kind of better that we ignore it it's fine to just ignore some things sometimes but it exists it's what ig88 story is kind of about i don't know how canon that is there is not anymore so we we sort of do acknowledge and i'm so sorry to tell you this I, they we do talk about it in solo a star wars story yeah but shut but up but that's it bad didn't, it didn't matter <laughs> didn't matter nothing mattered in solo get away from that's right me. <laughs> no you're right yeah but so that's like one of the worst robots that there is in the star wars fiction one of the but i was thinking about it is like they have a, a sassy sjw droid in solo who wants to free the droids because she's a sassy SJW, right? That's really all that there is to it. The most I remember was she had childbearing hips like Transformer fan art and Lando Calrissian was fucking that robot. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he fucked that old man. 
He fucked that robot because he's pansexual, but they did make sure to give her feminine yeah, he, he, childbearing he hips. a dude robot. That's weird. No, 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 no. That would be gay. <laughs> that would be gay. And there can't be gay. Star Wars is about heterosexual men saving the galaxy. Thank you very much. So, uh, so we have that droid who we fucking hate. Who's our Who's our favorite droid in Star Wars? Who's our favorite uh, funky little sidekick droid? I feel like the obvious answer is HK forty seven, but I don't even know if I want to count HK forty seven just because like, does he count as a fun little sidekick droid if he's like? the antagonist do you know what i mean i think he counts as fun a lot of my fun memories in kotor or hk's 40 because he's sassy he's sassy and he's tired of your shit he is he's just also violent on top of it it's true the origins for why he says meatbag are literally because revan found it funny and he said do that forever it's funny now but yeah, H- HK 47's great. Everyone loves R2D2 and C3PO. We all love BB8. Mm-hmm, we all mm-hmm, love mm-hmm, projecting mm-hmm. emotions onto these droids who can and can't talk. In Mandalorian, there's an IG88 unit, and he gets. I don't know if it's necessarily he gets a whole character arc, but Mando gets a whole character arc about learning to. I don't want to say find the humanity. Yeah, yeah, learning to find the humanity in this droid. Yeah. Droids are a central part. They're like the first thing, other than the shot we all know, the one of the best shots in cinema history, but they're like the first things you see. They're important. They're the life of this franchise. It's true. Remember when George Lucas was like, if, if, Jar- uh, hold on. Uh, I need a million more dollars. Uh, if we can't make Jar Jar Binks works and the whole, the whole movie is destroyed, that, again, but about the droids, man. And sincere. Um, uh, although, Lucas was sort of right about Jar Jar, and Jar Jar does work in the context he's in. I'm a prequel apologist in a major way. This will come up a bunch of times this month, I imagine. Um, oh, yeah. uh, they're not they're not good in theory, but bad in execution. They're just good. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, uh, yeah. I love BB-8. Disney did it. They did it on me. There's a little bit of like an R2-D2 is a cat, BB-8 is a dog. Sort of a, sort of a dynamic going on there, right? And so I almost think for our first spot like what's a third kind of pet that we could model a droid after that has a fun personality i as we all know impartial to snakes but i bet that we could come up with uh some other animals that are like well there are queers on this podcast so plants right that's the that's the queer plant of <laughs> what would a what, what the fuck would a plant droid be is that just, is that just a gonk droid a what droid? A gonk droid? Oh, I think that would be. <laughs> they already have that. What about like a parrot? What would oh, a parrot yeah. droid look like? That'd be cute. A droid that feels like a bird. Okay, well, I guess we start there. So if we're yeah. doing this right, we're ba- starting with an animal. Do they talk or is it bee boop? I want them to be bee boop. Okay, well, if we are doing parrot, or, I oh, think it Or, oh, if it's a parrot, what if it's just like, what if it's like they can talk but not in like a... Like, either in a way where they clearly can't understand the words that they're saying, or they, like, can't talk correctly. Like, they can mimic individual vocal sounds, but, like, they can't form a coherent sentence structure or something. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. If word that feels like a parrot, so can make word, but doesn't really know what word mean. Just says it sometimes. Yeah, that, that feels like we were immediately on the same page on that one. Okay, do, do we literally call him Paul... Dash E. <laughs> I would be fine if it's like P 
PL-E, and then people call him Polly. <laughs> or, a, or a space backwards three, so you get the number in there. Okay, the other fun thing about doing a parrot as a droid, um, in Star Wars specifically, is that you could absolutely give them to a pirate, right? Oh, like a could. Just a big space pirate. We must do such a thing. Oh, hell yes. We have a pirate. Oh. Can they run into Kyle Katan? I think Kyle Katan would fight space pirates. Oh, Kyle Katan would totally fight space pirates. Hell yeah! Kyle Katan versus space pirates! Absolutely. That puts us pretty late in the timeline in terms of... Or no, we're using, we're using old canon and that's fine. That's fine. We can deal with that. I mean, do we want to come up with like a, a concept for the pirate? I feel like the real emphasis should be on the droid, um, but maybe like some sort of a rough concept of, of who we're working with here. Yeah, we make a loose sketch for pirate and that loose sketch can help us inform the more detailed sketch of Paul E. What does a pirate look like in a universe that is so inspired by samurai movies? in action serials. I'm trying to I'm trying to put together how you would spaceify like a big goofy pirate hat. Well, you give them um remember in one of the better lines and shots in Rogue One is when you meet Forrest Whitaker. What the fuck is his name? I keep wanting to say Carthonassi and that's not it. That's your boring man from Kotor. What what's his name? It's like a D. I just watched Rogue One the other day and I can't remember. But do you remember him? From Rogue One? Yeah, God. the black guy. Saul Guerrero. Yeah, Saul Guerrero. It's when he says, you've come to kill me, there's not much of me left, and the first thing you see of him, it's a parallel to Darth Vader, because it's, you know, more machine than man now, but you see his shitty robot leg. Instead of a peg leg, you give him a shitty robot leg, right? Absolutely. Man, there's so many cool ideas in Rogue One, and none of them are put together in a good way. Not to rehabilitate Rogue One, because I think it's eh, fine, but I think the best thing of Rogue One is how, without panic, it sets you distinctly in the middle of things and lets them roll from there. I love that as a decision, but yeah, it doesn't super come together well. Say la pee. We've seen space westerns, we know what, we know what pirates are in space. But is this like, like, do they have a whole big freighter? Do they like dog fight? Do they seize people's ships in orbit? Or are they like deep space pirates? Because that's going to determine what kind of function we want this droid for. I kind of think we've seen deep space pirates. And so what if we have pirates whomst orbit a planet or something like that? I think that's the way to go. I It's a thing I have with Star Wars is always like, we're inspired by Metropolis, but we're not gonna spend any time on Coruscant. Let's go to fucking Tatooine, and I barf. So yeah, what if it's a pirate who's like in a highly advanced city, just floating up around space and stuff? Absolutely. And then, like, if that's the case, what are they using this droid for? I guess is my first big question. I think this droid helps you bypass security checks and whatnot. You know, the classic, what was your number? And then he's like, ah, give me a minute. Only he doesn't, he talks more distinguished than that. Ah, give me a minute. Let me plug in Paulie and Paulie boopity-doopity-doops. All your things check out. Yes, excellent. So Paulie is a droid that's designed to get around official security. So then... My follow-up is that I think Paul E. is, like, supposed to be able to talk. 
Like, this is a robot who's supposed to be doing some sort of, like, a protocol droid-like uh, service function. Some sort of, like, diplomatic function. But it fucking, like has either been hacked to bits or is just like a piece of shit and like that specific function is just kind of like residual and no longer works correctly i was gonna say because they're pirates paulie's a prototype and they took him thinking it was the finished product and now they got kind of a janked taffy one but they grew to love him over time because he's their cute parrot oh yeah i like that better than the thing that i said does paulie like Robin things is Polly down for the robot life for the pirate lifestyle yo ho yo ho and a bottle of rum all that hubbub is there any contention with Polly and any other potential members of the crew my instinct was no but now that you've said that immediately the answer has to be yes you're you can't when you're when you're when your improv partners throws you that you can't say no to that of course there's some tension okay at the risk of leaning a little too HK what if the contention is that Polly likes doing piracy too much? Um, <laughs> and that that's gonna... sort of... That's like a problem for your, your droid that's trying to get you through like security checkpoints. Is that Polly will just like see a pile of riches and, and, and its eyes will go fucking like big and ape shit about it. Yeah, the, that <laughs> noise happens when there's a big pile of gold. And they're like, damn it, Polly! <laughs> Polly's too hungry. He loves being a pirate so much. <laughs> that, oh that my does fucking lead, god! That does lead to some funny jokes where it's just like, Polly, you can't even spend the credits. You're a droid, and he's just like, for the thrill! <laughs> what is what does Polly look like? Do we have do we have them hanging around on somebody's shoulder? We, I think we do. They're definitely on someone's shoulder at the risk of, again, getting a little bit too fallen order, but that's fine. You can find other ways to visually distinguish it. I think Polly has, like, little feet that can latch on and kind of become a backpack, sort of, so that way he can be on shoulders and stuff, inconspicuous sometimes and sometimes very purposefully on a shoulder. Yeah. Because most droids' feet are fucking garbage. Just... Yeah. useless useless plops of fucking rectangle nothing this droid has some advanced feet because prototype supposed to be a new fancy model won't fall over like your r2 unit look at this bumblefuck can we give them a really long prehensile neck i just think that shit could be really i don't have like a really strong argument for that other than i think it would be neat and visually distinct from the other largely necklace droids that we've seen and also, I think that shit can be really, really expressive. I like that. Sick. Now that I know that Polly is like a like a kleptomaniac, I am thinking that Polly would get along quite well with Forlom. Forlom and Zuxus. How much you know about them, huh? Everybody's favorite bounty hunters. I, I know very little about Forlom beyond their appearances in the Lego Star Wars video games. Um, which, incidentally, the new one coming out very soon will be well and full by the time this episode comes out i will have done nothing but play lego star wars the skywalker saga for the past couple of weeks 
It looks pretty fun. I might get it. But yeah, real quick on Zorlam and Forlam and whatever, because they're they are my least favorite bounty hunters. Tell me, tell me, talk to me about Forlam. Forlam, his origin is it's really low stakes Asimov or Asimov through my understanding as someone who hasn't experienced a lot. But kind of the fun is you go, here's the rules. How can I bend these rules? And so Forlam was a droid yeah, who yeah. was responsible who was responsible for making sure expensive luggage got to where it was supposed to go and no one would steal it. And eventually his program is such where he's like, okay, the most, the, the way I can ensure that nothing gets stolen is if I hold on to it. Cause then, cause I'm trustworthy. And then it became, right, right, right. Well, what if I keep it? Because then it won't be lost. I know where it is. And then he just, <laughs> he just kept going with that until he eventually became <laughs> an assassin bounty hunter droid. That's, <laughs> Just sort of like on accident. <laughs> with the caveat of that is old EU, I I don't know what's up with current Forlom. Could be something different for all I know. Haven't kept up. Polly like maybe doesn't even know like what a pirate is. He's just down. <laughs> He's just down for the ride. Right. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, that would kind of make it funny. I, 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 we're not going to do this because we're too far in, but that would make it funnier if, like, he's he's not a parrot. <laughs> like, he doesn't fit in with the, with the pirate aesthetic of the rest of these motherfuckers. Well, the long prehensile neck, I gotta say, it doesn't shout parrot to me, granted, so... So, you know, half there. But yeah, what other parts of this droid need filling out? Do we have a sense of, like, most of them have a color scheme of some kind? It does feel like we're on, like, appearance. It's, like, I I feel pretty comfy making this a relatively short episode and being like, what do they look like? What's a fun fact each? I feel comfy going there from here, personally. Well, parrot, green, obvious, and honestly, I can't think of a lot of green droids. It's true. There's the fucking one in episode nine, but that's fine. We can fully ignore them, and I feel comfy with that. There was a green droid in episode nine? It's not, I'm, I'm not gonna remember, but yeah, green. Green, long neck, little claw feet. Do they have any like arm type appendages? I think like almost Raptor T-Rex like, so it can covet its gold coin that isn't a gold coin because we're in space or whatever. Absolutely. They can have gold coins in space if they want to. It's allowed. Do they have like a face or like eyes i've been picturing a light bulb more or less at the end of the long neck i would have yeah me too i've been imagining the same yeah our weird little velociraptor well that makes sense because velociraptors were birds right it's true yeah oh look i like that did it yeah Damn. look at us okay fun fact all right all right i got one yeah so since i brought up kyle katan I want it to be you unlock something in Jedi Academy 1! And it's a making of little behind the scene and you find out that there was concept art for Paul E to be Kyle's little droid. But then they realized because Kyle was in an FMV that they couldn't do a full droid and make it not look eh. So they cut him out and then eventually he got picked up for this later thing when the whole game was computer generated so it was fine. I love... That, that's like a little bit of like meta it's like not an in-character fun fact that's just about like where it comes from in the in the in the meta fiction yeah paul like like the pirates are probably like antagonistic figures right and so we sort of have to assume that polly is 
a comic relief droid that's been given to the antagonist, sort of a mouse droid situation. But that's also like still a deeply merchandisable character. You can, you know, cast them along like like counter to your hero character droid. And so that means that we're going to be selling a lot of merchandise. So Polly is going to need to have like a couple of different looks throughout. What I'm basically saying is I think that Polly should wear funny little outfits sometimes. I think that, that, that Polly should be like the first droid we've ever seen to like wear clothes for some reason. Because he's around pirates and he understands that poshness is a part of it. Absolutely. Oh, I love the idea of a two-pack with Paul E versus whatever the hero droid we didn't make is. Make him fight right? kids. I would buy that shit. Um, Disney, here's we're doing you're doing your fucking jobs for us. Hire for you. Hire us. Hire us. Star Wars, like, is the most merchandised franchise ever, but it's also the best at it because all it takes is me looking at one Star Wars thing, and I'm like, God, I need some new Star Wars merch. Like, it's I want, I want new things. <laughs> Truly. Do you still have that lightsaber? I do. It rules. That thing's so fucking cool. Oh, I love that. I love that thing. <laughs> that That's the episode. That's PL-E, our, our, our little pirate parrot droid. Before we end out, I was going to start introducing podcast with a new thing can i end it and then introduce the next one with the new thing but this yes with that here all right sure go for it cool so amber part of my job is to monetize our friendship but i can't do it's that true. unless the it's audience true. forms a parasocial relationship with us and they can't do that until we feel like people real people not just voices in your ears you want to talk to us right so what if it's true we are just voices in your ears we're not people but we need to trick you into thinking that we so are what if we start episodes with questions right little 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 interview things to get to know us so amber what is the most emotionally resonant video game you've played we're doing like the like the 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 patreon question of the video <laughs> to me that is no question the beginner's guide easily uh the beginner's guide by davy raiden that like yeah, I don't even feel like I need especially more more context than that. I was I was you know in the uh, uh, I was I was in the 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 indie story video game scene at the time that it came out, and so probably a lot of stuff has come out since then. You know, I I loved Night in the Woods, I loved whatever else, but um that one really did hold like a really special resonant place in my heart. I kind of still can't get through it without crying. Um, uh, it's really good. Uh, I love it very dearly. Um, okay, yeah, that, what about you? Do you, do you also answer this question? It's not sort of fair, because then you get a chance to prep in advance. You can prep other questions, it doesn't just have to be me, but it's Kingdom Hearts, it's Kingdom Hearts, full stop. I could talk oh, about- Oh, naturally. I could talk about Walking Dead Season 1. Soma hits a very specific spot in my stomach for the oh, ending, really? but it's- Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that one day. Sure. But it's it's Kingdom Hearts, man. No no video game has hit me as hard as that did. I remember specifically being in a room full of people, and we got to the end, and everyone's kind of sad, and you hear me in the back going, they don't get to be together? And then my friends look over, and I am just crying. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I, I love people talking about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it's, the best. it's one, of, one, of the, one of the best. Oh, it's great. <laughs> what a good time it is. 
All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Um, my name has been and continues to be Amber Autumn, she, her. And I've been Prince Devin, spelled funny. Oh, um, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, my name is and has been Ams Autumna. I'm so sorry. I got it wrong. I just forgot my own name. So funny of me. And I've been helping you get back your lost kyber crystals. Our theme song is by Kyle Alicia, whose work you can find at therealragnarok.bandcamp.com. Join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling in space. But instead, um, we continue Star Wars Month with... A bounty hunter, everyone's favorite subclass. Obviously, we had to do one of those this month. Space goodbye, <laughs> sign off Space at the goodbye. end, everyone. Doopy 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 doop. Bill Murray, play us out. <laughs> Star Wars, near and far. Star Wars. Thanks, Bill Murray. <laughs> Thanks, special guest star Bill Murray. <laughs> we got. <laughs> okay, bye. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.